fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Hey, you finally made it to the end of the week. I know it's been a long one even with the holiday from Monday because you need to recover from the holiday from Monday and then you try to play catch up throughout the week for the time that you actually took off. But hey, you made it. You see the light at the end of the tunnel. The weekend has finally arrived. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. Big show lined up today. There is zero way. I'm just going to be straightforward with you. There is zero way that we're going to talk about everything that I want to talk about today. I would need a four to five hour program, and that just ain't going to happen because we have one hour to try and cram it all in, so we'll do the best that we possibly can. Bottom of the hour, though. We do have Rebecca Terrell. She's a writer and contributor to The New American. We've had her on many times before. We love her insight on certain things, and she'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the response and where we're at now after the reversal of the Roe v. Wade decision from the Supreme Court and how the Democrats are responding. Today, obviously, the Joe Biden administration tried to sign an executive order to protect abortion. I'm not sure how that works because executive orders do not have uh, legislative power. They, they, they don't. They're not law. They're just an executive order. Now, again, unlike how Democrats remember the system, we have three branches of government. We have the executive, we have the legislative, and we have the judicial. And when the judicial says something is unconstitutional and that the federal government cannot be involved in it, unless Congress defies them and writes a bill that's passed by Congress and then signed by the president to become actually a constitutional law, that's the law of the land at that time. Now, we've been very critical at some points of the uh, of the opinions of the Supreme Court on how the nine black robed judges actually have a lot of power and probably some of the most power out of Washington, D.C. And as conservatives, we have been very critical of that for a very long time. So we're kind of happy that they're deciding things on our front. But we like it because they're actually limiting the power of government, not giving more power to them. There's a major difference in what SCOTUS is doing right now between what they did when they protected Obamacare, for example, consuming an entire sixth of the U.S. economy and the entire healthcare industry, saying that it can be centralized unconstitutionally in the federal government, and the latest decisions with them saying, you know what, abortion shouldn't be dealt with by the government one way or the other. States can make their own decision. And oh, by the way, the third or fourth branch, the bureaucratic agencies and the departments that are not constitutionally even supposed to be there in the first place, that, yeah, they're not allowed to just write things up and then be passed by executive power and be enforced like the EPA and carbon taxes and carbon regulation. Major difference there. So lately, we've actually been happy. They're not so happy. What's the latest response? Well, Joe Biden came out, made a speech today to sign an executive order about protections on not only abortions nationwide, but also the contraceptive pills as well. And he said something to the sort of this. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. 
Repeat the line. <laughs> Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or. Not and or. Uh, does, I mean, what do you say to something like that? I know. Now, look, this isn't anything new. This isn't surprising. This isn't shocking that he has a gaffe and that he has no clue what he's talking about, that he's hyped up on the steroids to get in front of somebody, to make a speech, to sign the bill, and then to go back into his basement. We already know this. This is already the Biden basement that we're stinking our head into. Let's go into the Biden basement. (laughs) But when you read the teleprompter Ron Burgundy style... You're probably setting yourself up for disaster when you say, end of quote, repeat the line. And he says it with enthusiasm. Say it again, Biden. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who registered to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women (laughs) are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or. Do you think he actually caught it? Afterwards, because he just ran on like it was done. Now, I guess you've been taught when you speak, whether you're on stage doing a theatrical performance, if you like this with radio, if you're on TV with a broadcast and you're journalist and you're reading a teleprompter, I will be the first to admit I am horrible at teleprompters. I've tried to do it when I went to the broadcasting school all the way back when years ago, and they tried to do a TV news report and they would type in the speech for the journalism uh, for the uh, teleprompter and we did auditions. I stunk at it. Number one is because I'm supposed to wear glasses all the time, which I wear them sometimes on the program, but I don't read a whole lot because I already have the stuff up that I want to see and I kind of go about my business. But when you have the teleprompter all the way over there and you're trying to read it, I end up squinting the entire time. I am not very personable because I'm reading instead of just, you know, going whatever feels right at the moment. So I'm terrible at teleprompters. I would be terrible at being a politician because I cannot read a teleprompter. It would take thousands of dollars for them to try and train me to do something like that. This guy, on the other hand, has no personality to the point where he just reads, end of quote, repeat the line. Trying to sound exciting, but just can't quite figure it out. It is getting to the point that Democrats are at a lost cause. They're at a loss for words. They don't know how to handle the Biden administration. So according to NBC News, they're starting to steer their gears to Kamala Harris, the vice president. I mean, she is the VP for crying out loud. And when the president can't perform the duties, the VP should be stepping up. And while she's the most unpopular VP that we've seen in American history, and while she's been horrible at her job to where she fires half her staff or half her staff leaves because they can't deal with her and she doesn't do any prep, then she doesn't know what she's saying either. She's now trying to be the face of the Democrat Party, according to NBC News, as Harris is in the spotlight as White House confronts Democratic frustration over guns and abortion rights. We're losing the battle, according to them. We're losing the battle, according to Democrats. They're losing the battle, and they need a face. They need a leader to guide the party in the right direction, and their only hope now, Obi-Wan Kenobi, is Kamala Harris. Help us, Kamala Harris. You're our only hope. Because that's all they have at the federal level. They don't have anybody else. Nancy Pelosi is out in Italy showing off in some weird, really gross uh, swimsuit in Italy on the beach. We have Gavin Newsom, who's not at the federal level yet, but it sounds like he wants to be as he plans to run for president at some point now because he may be the new face of the Democrat Party. They don't have anybody else. 
So, Kamala, you're up whether you're ready for it or not, whether you like it or not. You now have to be the face of the party. Some Democrats see the vice president as more natural of a messenger than Joe Biden on animating issues as Biden allies bristle over suggestions he's not meeting the moment. Joe Biden not quite making it, not quite making the cut as the leader of the free world. So, Kamala, you need to step up and actually make this happen because you're a good natural messenger. I don't know where they came to that conclusion because the last I heard, she was kind of a, and no one liked her. And either she was firing people or they were quitting on the spot. She's had more turnaround in her vice presidential office than Donald Trump did in the entire executive branch. And they accused him of bad uh, hiring and firing people in the turnaround that happened under the Trump administration. But her, man, whole nother level. It really begs the question whether she's actually looking to run for president or not in 2024, because obviously Joe Biden's not going to. He wants to, so they'll put him in a nursing home and say, all right, you need to speak to this constituency again, and he'll go up and speak, you know, in like entertainment night or magic night or something, and he'll go up and try and talk in front of everybody, and then the next day when it's time again, all right, you need to speak to a new constituency. This time you're going to talk about global warming, Biden, and you're going to, and here's the teleprompter. We'll tell you when to sit down. We'll tell you when to breathe. Just go up in front of the elderly individuals at the nursing home, and you know what? You have to speak to this crowd. They're your new constituents today. Okay. That's going to be him. So Kamala, potential. Gavin Newsom, though, really taking the reins as now he's running for re-election for the state of California as governor, but yet now making a campaign ad that's not running in California for his re-election for governor, but is running in the state of none other than Florida. It's Independence Day. So let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. I don't even know what that's supposed to do. First off, all of those things are a complete lie. I mean, that's stupid. That's a really stupid ad. But, you know, some low-information voters might be like, oh, I agree. Yeah, but it good. Um, I guess he is the f- the new face of the Democrats because this is really a battle right now between who's going to lead the party in a new direction. And he's been doing it in California. Whether people like him or not, as the Republicans, they don't care. The Democrats love him in California. He's great. He's the good-looking, suave, Hollywood elite type of guy who talks really well. He's kind of the California version of Barack Obama who knows how to rally a crowd and get people fired up, which is why he was able to survive his recall with a very hefty amount of uh, support on that one. And now he could potentially be that savior for the Democrat Party moving forward because, number one, they don't have anybody else. Stacey Abrams is struggling for her life down in in Georgia, which was supposed to be the new face. That's not working. But Gavin Newsom out of California – Could he be that new face of the Democrat Party running for president in 2024? If he does, however, that would really cause a stir between him and Hillary Clinton, which we'll get to in just a second. But why run an ad running for a re-election of governor in California? Why would you run an ad in Florida talking about how bad Republicans are in Florida? Unless you're like really worried about the voter base disappearing in California, which has been happening for a while, and you're looking for new people to move to the state so you have a new voter base, I don't know why you would do that unless you're testing the waters to run for president. I mean, the only other option is right now they're they're trying to do an attack ad on 
Ron DeSantis, maybe Gavin Newsom just has way too much money and he knows that he's safe in his reelection. He's not worried about it personally. So he wants to throw some bones over to try and take some jabs at Ron DeSantis, who is, by the way, gearing up to potentially run for president in 2024. Knock down the peg of the Florida Republicans just a little bit. So do an attack ad on them because I don't need the money. I'm going to win anyways. Let's help some fellow Democrats in Florida by knocking down the uh, the high and mighty, according to them, Republicans and Ron DeSantis in Florida. I just don't understand the purpose of that because if you get a little high and mighty on yourself like that, then that's usually when you lose. It's the underdog that comes up and ends up sweeping it out from under your feet. So Gavin Newsom running an ad in Florida is it his sign to run for president or is it just him trying to attack Ron DeSantis so that way he doesn't win a uh, or gain support moving forward with a potential presidential run? Or will both of them run? That would be interesting. But Gavin Newsom, if he doesn't up running for president, we're going to have a clash between him and the Clintons because the Clintons now are wanting to be back in office. Hillary making a comeback, starting to speak at events again. The Washington Post that wrote an opinion piece just a week or so ago we talked about saying now is the time the stars have aligned for Hillary to run for president again because they don't have a leader and she's the only one that has the experience to do so. And if that's the case, we would have the elites from California, the Hollywood elite, taking on the Washington elites, the West Coast versus the East Coast elites. That would be a battle beyond, and that would be even worse, I think, between the, uh, what was it, the 2008 election between Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. That was pretty brutal and bloody on that front. If we saw Gavin Newsom take on Hillary in a primary against the presidency, you could really damage the party well. Well done, guys. Well done. Keep that up. Go ahead and run your campaign ads in Florida. It's not going to do any good. Ron DeSantis is extremely popular. You're wasting your money, and you're making yourself look a little foolish. But hey, you do that very well already. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. John Wright, it is. Welcome back into the program. It's a Friday, which means I'm sure you're in a decent, fun, lovey-dovey mood, ready to get into the weekend. If you have to work this weekend, I feel for you. I'm with you. I'll be back on my local program here on Saturday mornings, like I always am, here in the Wichita area. But for this program, we're back at it here for a little bit uh, to... Rebecca Terrell, I don't even think I promoted our guest at the bottom of the hour. Rebecca Terrell, she is coming on here in just a few minutes. We'll chat with her from the New American. Right now, though, the oddness going on in the Democrat Party. We have Joe Biden completely having mishaps. Not only that, but just making a buttload of money illegally and unconstitutionally. You think that we're ever going to investigate this? We're going on a year and a half now of the January 6th investigations that are coming out with nothing. So you have to have hearsay from fourth party objectors again just like they did during the times of the Russian collusion uh, uh, conspiracy theories going on against Trump. So that's still ongoing, but yet we haven't heard a single word about an investigation on the Hunter Biden laptop or on the daughter of Hunter Biden and her diary for being a sexual predator, or now with the headlines where apparently, remember those a million barrels a day of oil that we were releasing from our oil reserves to try and put into our system so that way we could lower gas prices that, by the way, didn't do anything and we told you it wouldn't do anything when you consume 24 million barrels a day and you're releasing 1 million barrels a day to try and supplement that (laughs) that's not going to do anything one out of 24 isn't going to help a whole lot maybe a couple of pennies thanks for that but you're going to deplete the oil reserves well then we find out that the oil reserves that we were depleting weren't even going into our system but were actually being sold globally into the global oil market so that way we can make a profit off of it because I told you, I did we not say this? Everybody already knew this. It was common sense. It wasn't just me magically coming up with some, you know, some foretelling fortune here. Everybody knew that when they were repealed the gas tax, the 18 cent gas tax at the federal level, they were going to compensate that money somewhere and somehow because the government will never, ever, 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 ever cut taxes in some way, shape or form to where they actually have less money coming in. So if they're compensating it somehow after relieving our gas tax, they're going to find a supplement somewhere else. And they found the supplement by relieving the ta- gas tax to make us feel good with that 18 cent tax that's on there. But at the same time, they turned around and all the oil that was supposed to go into it, they ended up selling to other nations. Then we hear on top of it that Hunter Biden took a million barrels of that, which is one month's worth of what we were going to do, and sold it to a Chinese energy company that he's actually invested in. Now, I'm pretty sure, could be wrong on this, 99% sure. All those statistics are a bad thing for me, so who knows. I'm 99% sure that using government and American resources like oil and then taking it and selling it on a personal level to a company 
that's in a country that we're not supposed to be working a whole lot with right now, especially on this issue because of the whole Russian and Chinese collusion and how they're working together. And then you sell it to a company specifically for you to be able to get kickbacks on it with your investment that you have into the company for your personal investment and sell it to make a personal profit. I'm usually pretty sure that that's illegal. Usually. Now, I ask you again, with a year and a half ongoing investigation with the January 6th hearings about Donald Trump that are coming up with absolutely nothing, are we going to hear an investigation on Hunter Biden selling this illegally? Are we hearing, are we going to get an investigation about the Biden family continuing with their corrupted family movement and businesses and business dealings with what they're doing with American resources as the president of the United States? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt we'll see an investigation, at least anytime soon, but that's what's going on as that's being reported now, and it's no, I'm telling you, the hidden secrets are now open in the public. There is no more behind the closed doors. There is no more smoked rooms, smoke-filled dark rooms any longer for the politicians. These things are coming out into the light. We're finding it more transparent, whether they like it or not. We're starting to find the corruption that's coming out. It's whether we acknowledge it, whether we recognize it, and whether we do something about it. Because the truth always comes out in the end, our parents always used to say. It's whether we actually act upon the truth now to make sure that they get punished for what they've done. But will they? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today on a Friday. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations all over the country, along with the individuals listening and a lot of comments going on on the social media with the live stream for the video, with our Podbean live stream as well. If you want to email me, if you're a TV or radio listener, you can always email me, network at gmail.com. I would love to read that one. I <laughs> I do get some emails. Some of them are pretty entertaining, got to admit. And when we get some of those, we'll read some of those online. For example, I got to read one yesterday. There was the, So there's a listener that I've had for a good while on the program. Oh, I deleted it. I deleted it. I just I don't deal with it a whole lot anymore. But there's a listener that's been listening to me for years, even when we had just our local program. 
and he's a very, very far left individual, and he just likes to email me snide comments. So I was going to read it. Next time I get one, I'll definitely put it on the air. So you know who you are. You can always email me, who's your media network at gmail.com. My new favorite clip of Joe Biden. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or. And of quote, repeat the line. Not only does he say it, he says it with such enthusiasm as he talks about repeating that line again. Let's get into what's trending. What's trending today? And happy to have back on the program to talk about what happened today with the executive order from the Biden administration. Some of the response from the Roe v. Wade repealing from the Supreme Court and how we move forward with this issue. Excited to have it's been way too long since we've had her on the program. She is a senior editor to the New American, a writer to the New American as well that focuses on health, energy, and environmental issues. And it's her birthday today, so she's also rocking it uh, on her birthday, but excited to have back on the program with us here, Rebecca Terrell. Rebecca, how are you, my friend? Thank you, Andy. It's great to be here and doing well. Yeah, it's always good to chat with you. It has been way too long since we've had you on the show because you're one of my favorite guests. I love everything that you have and that you guys have been working on. And as we were talking about off the air just a little bit, there's so much going on, it's hard to keep up. This one, though, I'm telling you, I mean, Joe Biden just knocked it out of the park there. What do you think? Oh, my goodness. And (laughs) the funny thing about this executive order is just two weeks ago when the ruling came down, he said that there's there's very little that the executive branch can do to enshrine abortion in federal law. And he he, I mean, he pointed he, he admitted it's Congress that would need to do that, which, of course, we hope that they don't. But so what's the point of of? Issuing this executive order, I'll tell you what the point is, it's to waste more taxpayer money because he's doing a lot to do nothing. Sure. I was going to ask, I mean, what does this executive order actually do? I mean, according to Fox News and the Departments of Justice and Health and Human Services, it's supposed to push back against state efforts. So what does that mean? Just like suing them and creating more legal suits? Is that like, you know, trying to to threaten them with their bully mobster mentality of the federal government, trying to withdraw funding for state departments if they don't comply with certain things the federal government wants? What does this entail? Yeah, there's not. Well, first of all, he sets up an interagency task force, which right there is cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Mm-hmm. One of the agencies involved in that is the White House Gender Policy Council, which you're like, we have entered 1984. <laughs> we are just <laughs> in the midst of it. Um, it. Just Orwellian things that they say, but he's ordering the Department of Health and Human Services to expand access to medication abortion. That basically means more people will be able to get the abortion pill, which is, uh, it's toxic. It starves an unborn baby in the womb, and it causes the mother to have a spontaneous abortion, a miscarriage. Mm. Um, so he's, he's telling the Department of Health and Human Services, you know, spread that far and wide, no matter where people live, no matter what the state law says, spread that far and wide. Um, he's also ordering an expanded access to contraception. You're like, wait a minute, what? SCOTUS ruling had nothing to do with contraception. Right. Something like 65% of American women in childbearing years already use contraceptives, and it did nothing to hinder their access to it, to that. 
Yeah, that so doesn't make any it, sense. They're trying to tie this into, you know, you can't get the proper hormones. You can't get the proper, you know, birth control. You can't, which, yeah, you're right. It has nothing to do with that stuff. And everybody understands that something like birth control to some degree actually helps uh, women with hormones or hormonal treatments, whatever they need. I remember my wife, you know, needed a, a birth control, not for the purpose of birth control, but for hormonal right. supplements or something. So no one's arguing those points. Why are they bringing this into the conversation? Right, and, and there's just, there are all, all of these little implied accusations throughout the whole thing. It's just like, oh, individuals must remain free to inform and counsel each other about their reproductive care. But the SCOTUS didn't gag, bind and gag everyone. Uh, it, you know, another thing that the executive order says is women, uh, pregnant women have to have access to emergency medical care. This <laughs> the insanity goes on and on, and I love the clip that you played of him stumbling over his words and and talking about the the instructions on the teleprompter. I mean, it, shows, it shows the mental state that he's in right now. He is really the, the scarecrow puppet that's up there just doing the duty of trying to at least present or appear to be doing the duty of, but he has no clue what he's talking about. I mean, he stumbles thereafter as well. But when you end of quote, repeat the line. I mean, he's saying it with enthusiasm. If it's, if it's, it's supposed to be there and he doesn't even recognize what he's doing. Right. I don't think he even, I don't think it, he clued in to the fact that he made a major gaffe there, but yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, this is what this is what we have in the White House, whether he got there by ill gains, ill means or not, and we have to deal with it. And he is right in one thing that he said: the midterms are crucial. That they but are. we have to be careful. We we have to be careful of this tendency of all of us to go, oh, Republicans, you know, we get reelect a Republican majority, and then oh, everything's fine now. No, rhinos aren't any better than Democrats. In fact, I'd say that they're more dangerous. Sure. Well, we're seeing yeah. that with, with many of them, which I think they're scared right now. We've heard comments from Lisa Murkowski, from Susan Collins, from Mitt Romney even, where they're even talking about, well, if I don't win this race, it's because of Donald Trump. If I don't win this race, or even considering not even running for re-election. So I think a lot of the rhinos in the party are kind of scared as well, because there is a movement that's grown over the last, I would say, couple of years since the COVID-19 pandemic, weeding out and realizing who's actually on the side of freedom and keeping and preserving freedom. And it's only gotten worse when we started talking about children with the critical race theory and with uh, mask and vaccine mandates for kids. And then with some of this stuff with the economy and with the inflation that's up there and now with the social issues, the abortion issue, according to the latest polls uh, nationwide, are not the most popular agenda driven item for people to drive them to the polls. So the fact that Democrats are focusing on this is the singular issue. I don't think it's going to fare well for them. And I don't think it's going to fare well for the for the moderate Republicans either who are trying to piggyback along with this, aren't aren't they? I think you're exactly right. I think that they're trying to latch onto this and stir the pot and make people angry over it. And meanwhile, everybody's worried about or a lot more worried about gas prices and about food prices and things that are things that we're doing. We were doing really well when Trump was in the White House, um, even amidst COVID. Yeah. And then Biden takes the reins and he cuts off the Keystone Pipeline and he does all sorts of other insane things regarding climate change. Um, well, everything. Basically, I mean, is there anything good that has come out of the Biden White House? Not a and single thing. People aren't going to be diverted at this point. You know, I think it was just absolute beauty yesterday to see the pictures of the Georgia Guidestones um, come down. 
I mean, I'm not I'm not advocating violence and bombing, but I'm so glad that those hideous satanic things are gone. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> I don't know where that came from and why someone thought that that was where they had to go with that because that was out of the blue, just someone bombing those those Georgia Stones. I don't quite understand. I've read those and they were very interesting to me and they were very scary and very apocalyptic, so to speak. But uh, that was yeah. interesting how that happened right now. So, so now with this executive order, Obviously, it's going to be challenged in court. Is it going to hold up? Because obviously, this is not a constitutional law where Congress came in and overrode the U.S. Supreme Court. This is nothing more than executive order that does not have legislative power or enforcement in any way, shape, or form, really. So what do we do? And do you think right. this is going to be shot down? Well, I don't I don't think it will be shot down simply because, like I said, it's so limp-wristed. It, it basically expands what the health... Department of Health and Human Services is already doing. It uses very vague language about protecting uh, the safety of both people who are seeking and people who are providing abortion services, as if, you know, those bloodthirsty pro-life activists are going to come and, and try to kill them on the spot. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure that it will be shot down because there's not a whole lot to shoot down that's not within his purview. He can he can tell he can order the Department of Health and Human Services to do things. He can order his attorney general to form an interagency task force. Well, I, I think it might cause some issues. I mean, the other Supreme Court decision that came down was regarding the EPA and their lack of ability to actually enforce carbon and the carbon emissions right. because it isn't, again, through Congress to actually approve these sorts of things, which I think is going to be a blow to the bigger realm of the whole bureaucratic fourth branch of government in itself is we've given them way too much power. They just write these things and we sign either through executive order or through a bill that we have no clue where it's in through Congress. So I think I'm hoping at least that with some of that, it's going to limit that power of what they're able to do just because of the EPA and starting to go after that branch of uh, uh, what I like to call that fourth branch of government. Right. And to, you know, another thing, that we need to consider people, like you said earlier, people are waking up and realizing, hey, wait a minute, it's yeah. not just abortion rights, it's not just this EPA ruling. There are a lot of things over that over the years, and I'm talking back starting with the Lincoln administration yeah. in the 1800s, there are a lot of things that the federal government has usurped from the states that need to be returned to the states. Really, speaking practically, the federal government's only there to defend our country's borders. Exactly. From foreign enemies. We, we know how to take care of ourselves. Let us get out of our business. And let, let us, us do take it. care of ourselves. Yeah. we got to uh -huh. take a hard break here. We're talking with Rebecca Terrell, The New American, thenewamerican.com. When we come back, I want to talk about how this influences the elections going into November. All that and more coming up Friday, Friday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay with here. Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. 
Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekend or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes here of the show. Before we get back into this topic real quick, there's some breaking news that I'm seeing on right now. At least what I'm seeing on the social media and the Tweety and Facebook right now. According to the Wall Street Journal's Facebook page, Elon Musk has officially withdrawn his deal with Twitter saying that there were, after an investigation and looking, there were more than what was originally reported. The number of spam accounts on the platform as Twitter lied about it. And there were way too many of those lowering the value because obviously there weren't as many people on there. And uh, Elon Musk has officially withdrawn his purchase offer. That's interesting. Interesting. Rebecca, any thoughts on that one? That's breaking as of just the last few minutes from what I'm seeing. I think he might have known that all along, and that's why he he made the offer to begin with. Mm. Or he might have suspected it all along. Yeah, that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, so, therefore, now the safe space that we thought we were going to have, safe space, at least more of a conversational space that we were going to have on Twitter may not yeah. be. And uh, those bots, man, still coming after us and calling us all the hate speech left and right. So, <laughs> there we go. That's right. Yeah, that's the way it to go just, into the well, weekend. That, prom- that promotes some really good competition though doesn't it uh you know what i think so if elon musk withdrew this i'm wondering if he's going to start his own tweety uh platform that's like that and uh maybe create some more competition on that front that's interesting we got just a couple minutes left here but i want to ask you with this conversation with roe v wade now with the states handling it the left just absolutely losing their mind over this one thinking that and i've seen more references about the handmaid's tale from hulu in that show than i've ever seen in my life because now they think that women are just enslaved to the uh society now which is very strange and i don't quite grasp that uh that comparison but nonetheless uh, the outcry from that side has been absolutely insane is this going to drive Democrats to the voting booth in November, or was it already the riled-up activist crowd from the Democrat Party that's just more active now, but it's not really increasing their base much? How is this going to affect the elections in November? Right. I I agree with what you said earlier. I don't think 
people are that abortion's the pivotal issue here. If it is, it's only helping the Republicans or the pro-life candidates. I, I know that there are some pro-life Democrats too. Um, you know, I, I think everybody realizes that no matter which side of the debate you're on in this, um, they're starting to realize we don't want the federal government telling us what to do. Yeah. And there's a strength in it being at the state level because it brings it home. And if you want to, if you want to move somewhere, like, I mean, think about the, the blue state exodus that we've seen in the past two years, um, to, to blue state to red exodus. Um, you know, I th- I think too. Also, I you know, I have to tell the I have to tell you this because you said earlier this was my birthday, and I really I wasn't actually supposed to be born. My mother had a condition that uh, her doctor told her that um, that I would die anyway. Wow! And he and he told her when she was pregnant, he advised her to terminate the pregnancy, mm. and so because she so she wouldn't have to go through the trauma of losing a child. Wow. Well. I didn't die. <laughs> and here you are. My mother. Yeah. Right. And thank God my mother was pro-life. And I did, a, I did an article recently about people who actually have survived abortions. And it's not just, you've probably heard Gianna Jessen before, but she's not the only one. There are hundreds, hundreds, if not thousands of people who have actually survived abortion and have been able to live to tell about it. And when you start talking to those people, start to talk to them about women's rights. Some of them are women. What happened to the women's rights who are being, the women who are being murdered in abortion? You know, so all that propaganda, I I really think it's a bunch of pomp and circumstance. They really are, they just try to inundate us with the major media, and people are going now outside of the major media to look for their news, thank God. And I think that they, the leftists are losing their grip. They know it. So you're seeing them become more desperate. Everything that they're doing now, I think, is just sealing their fate for the midterms. Uh, they, they really have painted themselves in such a bad light. More and more and more people are waking up and realizing, yeah, we do have the power at the ballot box. Now, this is the problem. Are our elections secure? Yeah. You know, that's a whole that's a whole topic for another day, isn't it? That's a whole other conversation <laughs> there, but you're absolutely right. I mean, when someone's desperate and they get backed into a corner, they start doing the emotional responses as opposed to the logical responses, which is why you see them applauding the running out of Brett Kavanaugh out of a restaurant because of his decision on something like this, which is why you have people like Maxine Waters as elected officials that are actually saying we need to ignore that branch of government with the Supreme Court because we don't like their decision, and that's going to come back to bite them in the long run. It's Rebecca Terrell. It is the New American, theNewAmerican.com. Rebecca, it's Always good to talk to you. Happy birthday. we got to get you back on again real soon. Thank you, Andy. Hey, always a pleasure. Great stuff. Great stuff. That's another one in the books wrapped up. Back at it on Monday again next week. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on 
religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.